Hey everybody, welcome to Spooked in Houston. Yes, you heard that right, Houston. I know it's spelled like Houston, but we're a little weird out here. <laughs> uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Cheyenne. And we are your hosts for tonight. So, what we're going to talk about is ghost stories and our experiences and hopefully some of your experiences if you send us some stories. Also, cryptid encounters. We're not like singling anything out in particular just any sort of paranormal experience weird experience that you can't explain things you've seen things you've heard just it's open for everybody so share your stories with us and uh, we hope you enjoyed this podcast and so just to start off we're going to give a little bit of background about ourselves um myself i am apparently super haunted <laughs> according to my co-host here um, I've had over a thousand paranormal experiences, uh, over the last 15 years and probably a hundred cryptid experiences. So I'm a little less on that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had near as many of that. I, I can't put a significant number on how many experiences I've had. I just remember them because they're all like ingrained in my brain, but cryptid wise, I've had two. Um, one was very brief. And the other one I will be sharing tonight, which is a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, definitely we've had some very unique experiences. I've not actually heard your very first paranormal experience. I actually totally spaced that it was my first one until I was going back in my memory banks. And I was like, oh shit, the first one I ever had was this. And I was like, that was way before the one I... I thought was my first. The one that I thought was my first happened when I was like 14, 15 years old. This one happened when I was about 11. So I'm going to classify this one as my actual first experience. And yeah. it's it's pretty pretty freaky. Not going to lie. It scared the heck out of me. At yeah. 11, I mean. <laughs> yeah, so definitely you had the earlier experience. My first experience wasn't until I was 15. Oh, and wow. I, you remember it because I've, I've told it to you before. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you start with yours. All right. Well, um, like I said, I was 11. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to love swinging on swings and playing outside in the yard. I was not a big TV person or inside person. So I stayed outside as much as I could. And I was um, in the backyard at my parents' house just swinging, listening to my music or whatever. And it was getting about supper time. It was probably 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. And my dad came outside onto the screened-in porch that we have it's got sliding glass doors on it and he was going to come call me in for supper and I saw him coming outside to the porch but what first caught my eye was I saw something and just outside of the little porch area or whatever we have like this small little gate that you can go front yard to backyard or whatever the whole area is fenced in but there's this one little gate right by the sliding glass door probably I, I don't know, maybe 50 feet away from the door he was going to be coming out of to call me in for dinner. And my swing set, it's like you go around the pool, and it's probably from the very corner on the right side of the back end of the pool where the deep end is, it's probably about 20 feet away. So that kind of gives you like an estimate. It's just a regular in-ground pool. I don't remember how long the pool is, but it's got the shallow and the deep end, blah, blah, blah. Anyway... So, what caught my eye was I saw this thing, and at the time that's what I called it, it was a thing. It had, if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Gollum, Smeagol's or whatever, 
his translucent skin, like where you could see the veins and everything, I could see these dark navy blue purplish looking veins all over its body like it had varicose veins from its head to its tail. And yes, you heard that correctly, tail. It had a tail. It also had spikes, like stegosaurus type spikes like would be on its tail from the crown of its head just above its eyes all the way down where its spine would be all the way down to the tail. What I remember the most and still to this day remember the most was the the claws. It had like veloci like velociraptor type claws that like curled around the bar of the fence. So I know y'all at home can't see this, but like if his fingers were like this, his claws were way down here. And then his thumb would come up and they would go in between this one like that. So almost like it was wrapped around and then interlocking. Exactly. So it was like this with the claws or whatever. Like if you put your finger in between your index and your middle finger and then closed your fingers down. That's how the claws would go. He had three on each hand and then the thumb. He didn't have a full like five finger claw from what I could see. Like I said, I'm kind of far away. And he, I guess, heard my dad open up the inside door because he turned his head to the left and looked at my dad and then whirled back to me because at this point I've stopped. I haven't swung anymore. I am stopped dead in my tracks. I haven't left the area and I'm just staring at this thing and it's got these blood like red, blood red eyes and it jumps and when it jumps the whole fence shakes and my dad thought it was a cat. He heard the fence shake. He thought it was a cat and he spooked it off. Well it jumps and it probably leaps I would say from shoot I don't know here to the where the trees are hanging down mm -hmm. is where it left what would you say that is about from here to the from the car to the trees like where the trees are hanging down right there about 30 feet no that's like 15 20 feet 15 20 feet he just one leap clears it doesn't touch the ground nothing then he bolts when he runs I run <laughs> I'm headed towards the house he's headed across the front yard <laughs> and I start running towards my dad and I can't get that door open and shut and locked fast enough behind me. And as I'm going inside the porch, I see him clearing the yard across the street. And my dad's like, what was that? I was like, a cat. <laughs> like, you're looking at me like, you know, you saw something weird too, but we're just going to go with a cat because who else is going to believe that I just saw some sort of creature? <laughs> I mean, really. Especially Gollum. <laughs> I mean, the skin on that thing was just pale white. Like, just albino white. And it just, it scared so, them. And this was in the day, wasn't it? It was about 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. About time for supper. So, okay. Scared the daylights out of me. And I was like, whatever that was, it came from hell. That was the only thing I could think of. I was like, that came from the pit of hell. That is something the devil conjured up. Something, some sort of demon. I thought it was a demon. It wasn't until later I started, like, getting into the paranormal more and more. I realized that was possibly a chupacabra. But what the hell are they doing here in central Georgia? I thought they were in Mexico. Mexico, Texas. Uh, there were reports in uh, the Caribbean. Yeah. And about I, them. I think there's even been some in, like, Arizona. Yeah. Down in that area. And... That's why, and that's why I asked you, um, I think you mentioned seeing a chupacabra before. Uh, this is at, the same one. Yeah, so this is the same experience. So, um, 
you were asking me if there was like any farms. Yeah, like around. any ca uh, farms nearby, any cattle on your land or anything like that, because usually that's what they're attracted to. I'm just in Bon Air. There ain't nothing but podunk trailers and Hicktown rednecks and drug dealers. You know, it's not a very nice neighborhood as when I was a kid growing up. When I was a kid growing up, it was just a bunch of old elderly people that have retired and wanted to live out their lives, you know, in solitude or whatever. And now you can't go outside of your yard without carrying a knife or something with you because you never know who's going to be right around the corner. Or what. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Some of those crackheads could potentially look like that. I but mean, sketchy. A tail? It had a tail. It was almost like a dog's tail, the way it curled, because it curled up, I remember. I saw the spines going down, and then it kind of curled up. Mm -hmm. But the spines were all the way down, and it... It looked like if you had a dog or like a coyote or a fox or something that had rabies and it had no fur on it whatsoever. Oh, wow. And then you take that skin and instead of it being like our skin where you can barely see the veins, you make it as thin as possible without rupturing the skin itself to where you can see all the blood vessels. And I couldn't really tell you if it had like scales or shininess or sliminess. It wasn't like a snake. I couldn't see any reptilianish features on it it looked like some sort of animal with mange but like they had bleached the skin and colored the veins like this dark purple it was the strangest thing i'd ever seen in my life mm. it was so weird and i've got veins on the back of my knees i know those are varicose veins but that's like the closest i can say like how they were so vivid yeah. and they popped if you've ever looked at the back of my knees you know what i'm talking about yeah but it was just so so see-through i'm surprised i didn't see organs i half expected to see a heart or like some sort of lungs or something with as clear as i could see the veins but all i saw was the veins That's... and those eyes and and the claws the claws they didn't even have a color to them they were just white white not black they were just white okay so it was definitely the same color as its skin mm -hmm. then almost okay it was like our fingernails like yeah. if, if our fingernails grow out so I'm wondering why the one yours may have been because uh, all other accounts that I've read and seen about um, chupacabras they describe it as black, black leathery, almost charred skin. But and the, if you see but the eyes with are mange, still like animals with mange. My sister had a dog that had mange, and she had that black leathery, rough type skin. It was like mm. my steering wheel. It was just tough and it was like scabby. Yeah. Because she had mange, so you have the scabs and the thick skin that comes with it, and she's still got it. She's over it now, thank God, but that stays there. The skin never fully recuperates, I guess, after yeah. that, because she's still got it. So you may have actually seen albino of the species, because all of them, all accounts say that they're red eyes, but yours is the first one that I've actually heard of that it had white skin. Um, so that, that's possible that it could be an albino in that case, mm -hmm. which would be really cool if you could get a hold of it, but, um. I wouldn't, I, I was waiting until it moved before I moved. If it started <laughs> coming to me, I just, Jesus, take me now, I guess. I mean, what am I going to do? That thing leapt <laughs> in one bound and cleared 15 feet of, of ground. Yeah, modern day velociraptor right there. I mean, two or three bounds and it would have been on me. That's how far away I was. I was probably from... I'd say from here to the end of the fence is how far away I was. Clear so, enough to where I could see it and see through it, but also far enough away that, you know, I felt somewhat safe, but at the same time I was still trying to figure out what I was seeing. Yeah. My brain was not comprehending so, what I was looking at. Yeah, that's roughly like 80 to 90 feet, maybe 100 feet yeah. from where we're at. Roughly. 
maybe a little bit closer but not by much yeah not by much maybe maybe to like the where his truck is yeah may maybe right to there but not any closer not any further um so um just to give you guys a little bit more background uh we're actually sitting in the parking lot of our work we work at the same place uh i'm a delivery driver and she works inside at the uh we work at a pizza place that's all i'm gonna say um i cut the cheese on your pizzas i'm on the oven (laughs) meanwhile i'm the one driving it to places (laughs) trying not to throw it everywhere um so it's funny that you mentioned you thought it was a demon uh for your first experience because in my first experience i was actually possessed by one Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Um, so. Semi. Sorry, y'all. Yep. So bear with us. We're chilling in my car. So, I just rolled the windows down to give us some air. Yeah. There we go. That's better. Alright, so. My first experience, uh, with the paranormal, me and some friends were talking about ghosts and that at summer school. And... At this time, I was a very huge skeptic, non-believer. I didn't believe in ghosts or anything of the sort. Uh, I figured it was all just made-up bull stu- uh, bullshit for, like, horror movies and books Hocus and that. Pocus, yeah. if you will, yeah. Uh, and then one of my friends, she was like, well, let's go use a Ouija board. <laughs> and I'll show you that they're real. Disclaimer, never use a Ouija board unless you know what you're doing. Continue. Yes. <laughs> Which I did not know what I was doing. I don't doing. want young viewers to be like, that sounds cool. Let's try one, Billy. Don't. Yeah. So we get to, she tells me to meet her at a particular graveyard in town. Now, mind you, when this experience happened, I was actually in Arkansas. Uh, and this was 15 years ago. Um, so... We get out there, and it's 3 a.m., and we're in the middle of a graveyard using a Ouija board. Mind you, new to this, didn't know the significance of 3 a.m., didn't know the significance of using a Ouija board in a graveyard. It's a witching hour, for those who don't know. Yes, and uh, or the devil's hour, whichever, however you want to call it. Um, So we start using the Ouija board, and the moment my hands touch the planchette, which is the little triangle with the glass piece in the center... The moment my hands touched it, it felt like an electrical current running through my body. I felt like a almost like a hum of energy in my uh, like, like in my you ears. Like an electrical fence or something without yeah. the like pain. Very much so. Yeah. And then the planchette just started moving. We hadn't even asked a question yet, and it started moving. And I thought she was the one moving it. And I said, "Stop moving it." And she goes, "I'm I'm not." And she very much seemed surprised that it was starting to move already. And I said, do you hear like a humming or like almost like a buzzing in your ears? And she goes, no, I don't hear that. I feel a little tingly, but that's about it. So then we start asking routine questions. Who's here with us? How many of you are here with us? And we get like little random numbers and names and stuff. And then I ask, what do you want? And it spells Y-O-U. Both me and my friend look up at each other and freak the fuck out. Because <laughs> at this point, we don't know who it's talking about. And she lets go. I'm trying to let go, but it feels like somebody has pressed their hand with all their force, pinning my hands to the board. Oh, like, I no. could not move. I couldn't move the planchette or anything. Oh, it was no. not moving. And 
I'm looking at her going, what do I do? What do I do? I can't move. Help me, help me, help me. And she's like, she just is in shock. She's like, not sure what to do herself. She does. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. Just try to move it to goodbye. Um, and then when she tried to reach her hands back on, uh, she, her hands wouldn't move and she felt like she was touching something else and she, like it couldn't move. And so she takes her hands away because she just got like this nasty feeling of disgust and dread overwhelming her when she tried to like whatever she touched. And so I look down and there's this black hand coming out of the board pinning my hand down and it's got long spindly fingers and you can see like long nails like claws kind of like reaching out and it was almost it wasn't digging into my skin but it it definitely looked like it was on me and then the then you could see it like push down even harder and like you could see the rest of the arm starting to come out of the board oh no and then yeah and it was like a black it was almost like a black mist uh formed into the sh- into the shape and then i saw a face start to like kind of come out and it had very jagged looking like it had like jagged teeth like shape and horns kind of like squirreling out um to different sides and it had like these deep glowing ember eyes as it came out and the next uh, like I thought I was screaming but it, I, it does, like to myself I was screaming but when I talked to my friend later she said that I wasn't screaming but like I, no sound was coming out of my mouth but she like tell I was screaming and I was freaking out and I was trying to pull away with all my might oh god and then my vision goes black I don't hear anything and the next thing I remember I'm waking up in my bedroom you blacked out. Yeah. Oh, and God. but the thing is is when I woke up, it felt like I was I was awake but I wasn't awake. Like, it, like kind no, of? no, no, it was like a dream. Oh. It was less like a dream and it and then I my body started moving and going through like a normal routine almost, but it didn't feel like I was the one controlling it and I was the one doing it. Oh. God. I felt like I was a backseat passenger as I watched my body just kind of go through the normal motions. And it didn't key in with me what really happened until I looked at, until my body looked at itself in the mirror. I did not see myself. It looked like somebody else looking back at me. Oh, God. And it, and when I've talked to other people about this after, because this had gone on for two weeks oh. I was like this for two weeks and no everybody said that something was different and I could hear like I could hear the conversations with people they were like you're different what did you do did you do something different and other people were like really freaked out they were like they said that they felt like feelings of dread or feelings of disgust and really oh, just kind of yeah that's fine um and they just didn't want to be around me whatsoever. And so after a couple days of this, I realize I'm getting, I'm seeing images almost like memories, but they're not mine. Oh, God. And it was like, at, it was at that point that I realized that 
what's ever happening to me is like a two-way street. They can see what's going on with my mem. They can see my memories, and I can see theirs. And from what I gathered, through kind of viewing their memory, uh, viewing this entity's memories, um, it was at one point an angel, and it fell from grace with Lucifer. So it's one of the big big baddies yeah. i will not say his name no, on this don't. podcast because mm-hmm. i don't feel like dredging i don't want to give it power <laughs> yeah that and i'm pretty sure there's still a little piece of them left inside of me there um, always is unfortunately i've yeah. heard about that and so he was conducting rituals at 3 a.m in the same graveyard that we were um at oh, when we did no. the ouija board and the coincidence from, of yeah, that. Oh from, my God, from what I gathered with the rituals is that he was trying to pull. It was almost as if he was uh, from what I got from the feeling from him was that he was trying to pull himself from hell while he's still in me. So basically he doesn't ha- he's trying to get a physical form on earth is what I got the feeling of. So he's fishing for people, like, walking through the graveyard? No, no, he was, he was conducting a ritual specifically to summon himself. Oh. But he wasn't summoning himself. Uh, for, like, the first few weeks, I could see other forms and other masses come through. And I would hear the voice that came out of my mouth, that was definitely not me, say, wrong, go back. And would just generally push them back down or just kind of strike them upside the head. And they would go right back to where, right back into the summoning circle that they were called from. And so I was like, all right, so this is like a two-way street. I'm in the subconscious now. I can probably plant a thought to bring something with me. And the one thing that I dredged up from what he was doing with the rituals was some, was knowledge about, about the ritual and about, different other rituals that demons gave power to humans for mm. um and one of those and one in one of those things it talked about how quartz was he basically quartz was danger that was all i got so i had a giant quartz crystal in my work uh, in my room i liked collecting quartz and it was like five dollars at a damn museum <laughs> so i got some quartz and i made him kind of sink I need to bring this with me to every ritual. And he did this for about a week. And it wasn't until the very last night that I was uh, basically possessed that I made my move. I was able to gain some knowledge about how to get him out of my body while I'm while he's still in my body. Mm-hmm. And I basically banished him out and expelled him. And when I did, I saw myself kind of like come back to the forefront. And it felt like I just kind of like whiplashed in a car from an accident i just felt flung Mm. forward and came back and i felt like myself again and i could move myself and that's when i noticed like the black mist-like form that he had taken before kind of just jutted out and split part of it went to the quartz which it went complete black and cracked in two uh like completely cracked in two and then the other part went down into this the summoning circle that he had created he hadn't conducted the summoning yet from what i could tell but he definitely went back into that summoning circle and i think i weakened him by you by him being split into the courts and to me at the time i was relieved 
I was happy that he was gone. I thought it was completely over. Uh, but as we, as anybody knows, and when it comes to demons, it's never over. No. Um, it's just like the horror movies. There's always a sequel. Oh, yeah. Um, or they always set it up for a sequel. So and what did you do with the corpse? Did you bury it? Or I just left it right there in the graveyard. <laughs> I didn't pick it up. I didn't touch it. I knew that if I went for it, it probably would have meant that I would have had to deal with his connection again. Yeah. Um. So after that, I kind of got more into the paranormal. I wanted to do more investigating, see what really happened answers. to me. I wanted answers exactly. more than anything. And I went to my priest at the time and I explained it to him. And he was just, he, at that point, he told me I had been possessed and I had been possessed by a very powerful demon. And that's all I garnered. Mm. But when I named, he asked me what the name was. I said, I don't feel like saying the name. I feel really uncomfortable and scared to say the name. Yeah. And he goes, I understand. Can you write it down? So I wrote it down for him. And the priest went pale like the cut, like all the color was drained from him, all the blood was drained from him. Mm. It looked like a vampire attack, basically. Oh God! And he basically said, "You need to get bathed in holy water, like right now." Yeah, drink it, bathe in it, all uh, of. <laughs> so, and then he performed a blessing on me to to do that. Now, mind you, my faith was already wavering at this point because I was questioning the faith. Yeah. And I was so it wavered even more after having this experience. And then I did more research, and I was like. Yeah, my faith being Catholicism was not the, did not have all the answers. It had some, and it had only what the church allowed. Mm -hmm. So I did more research, and that's when I kind of got more interested into Wicca and all that. And just to make this story even more creepy, the day I was possessed was June 6th, 2006. Oh, wow. So if you put that oh, numerical, wow. in yeah. numerical format, 06, 06, 06. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. That was just a perfect storm. <laughs> yeah. I know somebody whose last phone number is 666, and everyone's like, every time he has to recite his phone number or whatever, they look at him really weird, and he's like, yeah, I know, but I've had that phone number forever. I'm not changing it. It's fine. Wouldn't surprise me if his phone's haunted. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's times it goes off and we don't know why. I mean, you know, it's, it happens. I think that's just technology nowadays anyway. Yeah, people are randomly weird. accessing our phones. Yeah. Um, so, now that you've heard our stories. Uh, our first experiences for our first podcast. Yeah, our, our first experiences <laughs> and our first for our very first episode. Um it's actually turned out a little bit shorter than I thought it would be. It's only not, it, we're like yeah, closing in bad. on 27 minutes now. Um, but we have so many experiences that if we tried to talk about it, we would probably be here till sunrise. Yeah. And it's what, it's midnight right now. So we should probably get going about this. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go get some dinner and get me something to eat. I've got pizza in the car for the family. So yep. I need to get home. But all right, then. So this is been our experiences. This is the first podcast. We will figure out a sign-out thing later. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, but we hope you enjoy it. And we will set up an, uh, an email. And so that way you guys can send it to us. Uh, send your stories to that email. And we'll be able to read it from there. Um, so like, rate, subscribe. 
subscribe, however, whatever <laughs> like, platform you're listening to this like, on, however you... Give us you... feedback. We're very yeah. new to this, so any feedback is appreciated. Give us tips, you know, what have y'all done if y'all are podcasters, or what have you heard from other podcasters that would help us improve. We're open to all of it. Um, I, I just say, you know... And I do apologize for any audio quality issues outside of the random crickets chirping. Um... <laughs> That's we are using a phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we're still very new, so we don't have the fancy technology, but I think for now this is pretty good. All right, then. So All we right. will talk to you guys later, and we hope you enjoyed this, and we will see y'all later. Have a spooktacular night, y'all.